Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to enter into a time of worship. If we read some 100, verse 4 to 5, it says, Enter his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. We serve a covenant-keeping God. And this evening we have every cause to give him all the worship that he deserves. Yes, He's the beginning and he is the end. Lift up your voice and give him all the worship. Lift up your voice and give him all the worship. We worship your name. We worship you, O God. We lift your name on high. We lift your name on high. We exalt your name, oh God. We exalt your name, we exalt your name. We worship you, we worship you. We worship you, God. Worship you for me. Oh, you 
One 
We're going to use today the book, uh, Prayers That Move Rams. So page 17. So we're going to read 32, 33, and 34. I'm going to base that. Page 17. Amen. 32 says, by wisdom of scriptures and of the Holy Spirit, let any friendship purpose to ruin my life be shut down now. In the name of Jesus. 33 says, let the way of the wicked friends and associates in my life be led astray and bound. In the name of Jesus. 34 says, I deny every conformity To the evil system and patterns of this world. I will never be a victim to the wicked purposes and agenda of this world in all governments, industries, workforces, social foundations and events, and the deep states in Jesus' name. We're going to start praying. Let by wisdom of scriptures sent of the Holy Spirit let any friendships purpose to ruin my life be shut down now in the name of Jesus in our Saforadi Mikopofaya, we cover on our Sapefen and our Saradi, each on the Radi Hosef and Nanosef of Pafadaya, Hasson Naraki Finanom of Pafada, Sandy Rosha Fedasta Kofada, if in him a post of a Lalahor as a Kipitasta. Let the way of the wicked friends and associates in my life be led astray and bound in the name of Jesus. I deny every conformity to the evil systems and patterns of this world. I will never be a victim of the governments 
Ato shall not be a victim to the wicked purposes and agenda of this world in all governments, industries, workforces, social foundations and events and the deep state in the name of Jesus in Attached to the no cinema, Brady Vangos, Recovanima Pass, the Fadoshan, Ridikisatos, A from Ramapanda Fedasa Daya, a Sonima Pafana no Savana Mepofagoda, a Jarenimus Nivinipapafadosa, a Pofani no Caprafidaja, is a Mepafana no Cinema Catavaya, a Joranimi Pifados, a Pafaco Faradi, a Zanino Seven and a Mosea, a Panana Mofedos Chapofakaya, I'm not a victim of a victor. I'm not a victim of a victor. a Jerad Sofina Crostipofa, a Genabropofano Senemai, Pano Sendo Safra Lassifinas in the matter, a Pasheda Brasavananamaya, Leprosina Manama Sopra Diada Bosha Glory to Jesus. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Yes, I know he owns the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. Because he lives. Because it's a conviction 
Let's thank him for being a God I can walk, a God I can move, a God I can touch, not like the other gods. Lisa thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All other gods, they are the works of man. You are the only God. The only God we know. There is none like you. All other gods, all other gods. You are the highest. They are the works of men. You are the most high God. There is none like you. Jehovah, you are the most high. Is 
he to you? Who is he to you? Jehovah. You are the most. One more time. Jehovah. You are the most. Jehovah. You are the most. Without comparison, Lord. Oh, Jehovah, Lord, oh, Jehovah, I adore Jehovah, Lord. Gracious Father, we like you so much. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for lifting us. Thank you for holding us. Thank you for caring so much. Praise and glory. Honor and adoration to your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, people of God. When you endeavor to be imparted by the wisdom of God and you so desire to be different for God he sets up a system around you hallelujah and what we have to be careful about is when God begins to set up those systems around us, we dare not compare ourselves. 
with others. Do you understand? You dare know what? Compare yourself to others. And the moment you, you begin to do that, you short circuit the current of the power that God has made available for you. Praise God. I feel in my heart the Spirit of God wants us to watch the habit of comparison. The only thing we allow to compare as the Bible's wisdom gives us is comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Are you getting it? In the King James, 1 Corinthians 2.13. 1 Corinthians 2.13 in the KJV. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amen. He says, these are the things that we speak about and we are teaching. And the Holy Ghost has done what? He also teaches. You get it? So, they were teaching as the Holy Ghost taught them. Comparing spiritual things to spiritual. The moment you become the person that compares physical with physical, you are out of God's system. You are out of his programming. You are walking in your own Wisdom and not in the wisdom of God. Because in the wisdom of God, we only compare spiritual things with spiritual. What does it mean to compare spiritual? Can you do it in the other version? Maybe TPT, the message, TLB. Do you have the link of Bible? I'm not sure. So it's not in this one. But you can do TPT, you can do. First Corinthians 2.13 from the TPT. Mm. And we articulate these realities, all these realities with the words imparted to us by the Holy, by the Spirit mm -hmm. and not the words taught by human wisdom. Mm -hmm. We join together Spirit-revealed truth with Spirit-revealed words. You get it. Spirit-revealed truth. With spirit revealed words. We don't walk according to man's teachings. When man teaches you, when you walk in the teachings of man, the carnal man, you are taught to compare physical with physical. Because the natural man will teach you natural things. So you compare physical to physical. But the Holy Ghost, in part, the Holy Ghost teaches, he, he, he draws from the Father's heart. Bible says that nobody knows the mind of God except the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit, who knows the mind of God, brings to us this mind of God to be our teachings. And when we walk in these teachings, 
we begin to have the wisdom of God to operate in his system. So to the world, you are foolish. You understand? Because you are not in their pardon. You are not in their, in their ways. In their, you are not in their path. So to the world, you are weird. And until we attain the standard of weirdness, that was a problem. Are you catching it? Until you are seen as weird because of the level you operate from, then you haven't got in the year. If they see you as cool, yeah, I can flow with you, that was kind of a problem. They could only flow with us when we decide, like Paul said, I have become all things that I may win more and gain more for Christ. But when it comes to everyday living, we are to walk in the teachings of the Spirit. Praise God. Watch this. Any other version? What did you read? What, which, one, which one did you read? I have the NR, NIRV. Okay, the nerve. Okay. <laughs> Call it the nerve. So, <laughs> um, 1 Corinthians 2.13, it said, that is what we speak about. We don't use words taught to us by people. No. We use words taught to us by the Holy Spirit. Yes. We use the words taught by the, whole, by the Spirit to mm -hmm. explain spiritual truth. Words taught by the Spirit to explain spiritual truth. We don't go by what men. You see, man would teach you. And then that's why, look, that is why you find yourself amongst educated people. And when they speak, you are like, what happened to them? You understand? Where they are using the F word and the B word and these guys have gone to school. Because that is what man taught them. That is a system of man. But we are, we are, we are graded by God on his level of education. Do you understand? We can't reason like how the world makes us reason. Hey, keep quiet and sit down. You understand? We can't do that. We can't walk in the way they walk because there will be a problem. If we do so, there's a big question here. Who is influencing who? Two of you are seated. Can you lift her up? As you are seated, can you raise her? Why? Because you are seated together. Why should stand? We should be the standing ones. What did Paul say? Don't be equally yoked. We can't have the, the same yoke. Why? We can't both sit down. Who is going to lift us? <laughs> we should be the ones that what? Stand. Watch this wisdom. And I end on this one. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. I pray that you take the teachings from this pulpit very seriously. Because they are that which are taught by the Spirit. Praise God. Um, the, the, the nerve is nice. <laughs> Second Corinthians <laughs> chapter 10 verse 12. I don't dare to compare myself with those who praise themselves. Oh. I'm not that kind of person. Ooh. They measure themselves by themselves. Mm -hmm. They compare themselves with themselves. Mm -hmm. When they do that, they're not wise. Amen. People who compare themselves with others are not what? Wise. But we find them in the church. 
they're supposed to be spiritual, but they are not, including pastors. The reason why one pastor is building another church building with the biggest number or biggest, biggest capacity is because the other one just did it. Not because they love Christ. Not because they care about the souls. But because they care about the status. That is not spiritual and God is not pleased. But they are in a church. We, 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 we walk with them. We've seen them. We find these things happening in, 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 even in our workplaces. Is in families, is in the society. If unbelievers are doing it, it's excused because that is their character. That's what they are taught. But when it's done by believers, that's a problem. When we compare fashion to fashion, when we compare car to cars, we compare brand to brand. What are you wearing? What brand are you wearing? The brand of the Holy Ghost is fire. The brand of a Christian is fire. He says he has made his ministers flames of fire and his angels ministering angels. So our brand is fire. Our brand is not Louis Vuitton. Are you catching it? Our brand is not Gucci. Our brand is fire. If the fire is not there, whatever you wear is wasteless. It's, it's, it's wasted. You know what the Holy Ghost showed me? I found myself preaching in the vision. And I was talking to the people and I said, how much do you pay for one African wear, top and down? How much do they pay for that? About $200, a lot of more, more than that, depending on the fabric, right? And I asked, my, I asked the people I was preaching to in the vision, I said, how many of you have read books worth $200? What, whatever, what the, whatever you are wearing. Have you had knowledge on that, on that level? So you think that what you wear, how expensive it is, makes you glorified. But no. Because in their realms, your ignorance make you very foolish. What makes you very glorified is the knowledge and the power of it that you walk in. Bible didn't say, my people perish because of lack of brand. He says, lack of wisdom, not lack of knowledge. Are you understanding? And then we read last week, is it um, Isaiah 6, 33, he said, is it, um, wisdom and stability shall be, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your time. Not African wear or special wear. You ask them to bring, look at, somebody can have 15, 20 different funeral wares. And yet in knowledge, they are like dung. What does it do? It is the pattern of this world and we've come to take it. Why should we take it? Those who compare themselves with themselves are what? They're not wise. What does it mean? They're foolish. He says, I'm not that kind of person. Paul said it. I don't compare myself with others. So why do we do so? You see how we want to be Christians and yet we want to fit in It is not going to help us. From next week, we will be starting a, a series of very in-depth teachings as the Lord visited me today. I even told my wife, the Lord was talking. I, I wrote a few things and I, my eyes were so heavy, I slept. I woke up and said, I slept on God. <laughs> I was afraid. So I waited a while. And I wanted to plead because my eyes were so heavy. 
The last time it happened like that, it's lots of years ago. I think around 2008. But guess what? He came. He wasn't mad. He spoke. And the things that we're going to talk about from next week is amazing. And I didn't plan it. He came. That is what I'm trying to let you know how the Lord is attracted to us. Righteous nation, I'm not lying to you. The Lord is so attracted to us and it's because, you see, if you love what he says, he won't stop talking. If you yearn for what, I always yearn for what he says. His words are my reasoning. This is how we live. I saw this video where a, a pastor was talking about entertainment in the church. I loved him. He said, these days, like, you have to bring entertainment for the people in the church, for people in Christianity to like it. You have to spice it up. The vibes should be, you know, entertaining so we can pick up the words of some rappers or whatever and then we put our own tune to it. We dance what they dance in the church. We do whatever they do and we call it, oh, we are vibing up. But that's what the Bible said. The Bible said, what we are called to do, this Christian life, eh, is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The fact that somebody will say, the church is not sweet or Christianity is boring, is because they, maybe they don't understand what is in the Holy Ghost. You understand? Somebody look, looks at, look, goes to the beach, looks at the sea, and says, this is hell. Somebody goes into to the sea and says, I love to swim. It depends on what is in you or what you've been trained up for. The joy is in the Holy Ghost. But we don't want to be connected to the Holy Ghost because we don't want to learn all these things and how to get yourself into the Holy Ghost and how to walk with God and all these things. We don't want them. Most of us don't want them. So we want the spices up for us. Give us the dance. Give us, a, give us entertainment. Give us the, the part that we will scream and then we can go home and we call it a service. And then the Holy Ghost was not involved. We have become some way. When is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? Because we have been comparing ourselves with the worldly entertainment. Yeah. And that means we are not wise. That's what you read. It means we are not wise to do that. Someone says something. I sat with a person to eat and he said what they know their church is one of those other churches, okay? For the purpose of recording, I don't want to mention. But some of them are leaving the same church to another church with the same name. Maybe it's like Assemblies of God, which is here. They are living here to the other assemblies of God. But the church is not assemblies of God. I'm using that as an example. And then why? It's because it says 
the way our culture is. This Assemblies of God is not doing it. In the culture of our Assemblies of God, Sundays we don't prophesy. But he prophesies on a Sunday. So they are moving to a typical Assemblies of God where they don't do the prophetic on a Sunday, but they do it on weekday prayer meetings. And I ask, how, how do you control the Holy Ghost and his gifts? He says, no, and this and that. But that is how the thing is. It's a shame. God help us. By the way, my new book is out. How to walk with God. Those who want pictures in books, this one has pictures. <laughs> How to walk with God is ready. And I've changed the, I've rebranded it. Look at the, the finishing of the, the cover. It used to be polished, now it sparkles, right? Yeah. So, we spoke last week about God's wisdom for books. Do you remember? It seems Judas is enjoying the book. <laughs> if you want to know the simplest form, how to work with God, God gave this one, he, it was beautiful. As I said, he started talking. It is a beautiful, simplified way on how to work with him. He, he brought it how to wish how we can work with him simply, simple form. So, I don't know why anybody would want to ignore it. It's a beautiful thing, he said. This book is becoming my lover book, I tell you. Yep. It is beautiful. So, I hope today I, I'm going to do something that will bless somebody. So when it, when it's time for the blessing, don't run away. Amen. Any blessing that comes as cheap is not. For example, salvation is free, but it's not cheap. Why? Somebody's blood is involved. Yep. Okay. What did we say? Let me just give you a few revision and then we hit on one, one more thing that we talked about, but we have to emphasize on it. Remember last week we said books... The wisdom of books is that books show testimonies and records. And then we found out that we, God has book, right? That we have those, the book called the book of life. When you come into this world, your name is there. When you die without God and without salvation, your name is wiped out. And then we find out also that, that, uh, there are other books of our works. So books testify, those kind of records show that in God's wisdom, books should be able to testify of what people do, keep records. We still have books, autobiography, and biography, all those, what does it do? They, they tell us of some people's lives. Books that have profiles of people. People have piled up books. We have books called, the, called God's Generals works, how they died, what happened to them. These are mighty men and women of God concerning them. So books 
they are able to give testimonies and records of people's works. And so, there's a lot of wisdom in it, even for God to have books. Realize that Daniel understood by reading in books that what they are days and years for being in slavery were gone past. It was supposed to be like 70 years, and they've gone past it. And they were there waiting for salvation. Meanwhile, in the books, God has said, this would be your years of slavery. But the Bible says, Daniel understood by the books. Meaning he didn't read one book. He read other books of prophecy by the Jeremiah's and Isaiah's and realized that they've gone way past. And he, one man, stood in a gap. In Ezekiel, God says something. I was looking for one man to stand in the gap for my people. I found no one. So what I intend to bring upon the people, I will bring upon them. But by reading, Daniel was able to stand in and fast and pray and intercede for the people. And God came through for them. He understood by books. Praise God. So we understood, we realized that, okay, so books are tools of liberation. At the same time, a book can also be a tool for bondage. It depends on the information. So books are powerful. It can be for liberation, it can be for bondage. But in God's wisdom, it's supposed to be for liberation. You can read a book and get liberated. You can read a book and receive power. Yeah. People have had encounters through reading. I have. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. We also were told that books can also empower us. Somebody can get empowered. Like he told John, he says, go and take the little book in the hand of the angel, eat it. It will be bitter in your mouth, but sweet in your belly. It happened. He says, no, bitter in your belly, sweet in your mouth, something like that. He says, now you can prophesy to peoples, to tongues, to nations, to languages. You got empowered by reading or eating that book from the angel's hands. That's amazing. It's on the podcast from last week, so it's not a new thing. You, did you listen to it? Okay, of course not. So, <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, we also got to know that God speaks through books. Somebody is yearning to hear God's voice. See, God picks up the information in you and brings you mysteries from that information. Mostly, that's what he does. What did Jesus say? I have come in the volumes of the book written of me. So, his life to others was, he was like, who is this guy? But those who had prophesied about him, like the Bible says, those who prophesied about him, they were yearning to see the days of salvation of Jesus. But they couldn't, because it was not for them to experience it. But they prophesied it. And there were volumes of books. And Jesus said, I've come to what? Fulfill them. When Jesus went into the synagogue, the, the church, okay, and started whipping the people and sacking them and telling them, don't you know it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. He made a whip and started beating people. You thought Jesus was gentle. The Bible says he turned the tables, stood at the door, and forbade anyone from entering. 
He made the, not that there was a whip and he took it. He made the whip. He made one. Those days in Ghana, when there were horse races, there was, there was this whip called Ale. When the horse is refusing to move, it's a long rope and it's entangled with metals. So when you throw it like that and it touches the, the horse, it goes into his tender part of his body. He will move right now. Ale. And you order for them to make it for you right there. And Jesus made a whip and whipped the people. He was beating people. And the Bible says, and the chief priests were afraid of him, so they sought to kill him. Sometimes people attack you because they are afraid of you. <laughs> and fear, in fear, there was hatred. So they don't like you, they are afraid of you, they hate you, so they will make something, they will, they will do whatever they do to attack you. And he didn't care. Now listen to this. When he said, don't you know, it is written, that my house shall be called a house of prayer. The disciples who had read the scriptures of old. Bible says, and they remembered what was written. That the zeal of your house overtook me. They remembered. They found the mystery of that information. They had just recited it. Because in the Jewish school, you have to recite it. But when they saw the practical of it. The, practic the, the, the putting in effort. Right in their faces, they remembered so when you lack information, it is hard for God to communicate certain things to you. For example, you, you've met someone your age and you are mentioning one or two things and asking, what is that? You see, you can't further up the conversation because they lack the information, the basis, where you can talk something about. So you, you tell them, okay, so you see, when, when you have the cash up, they're like, what is cash up? And you, 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 you take a deep breath. Because <laughs> you don't have to explain. Oh, it's something I have to send money. And, and you don't know what to, how far to go. Amen. You don't know how far to go with it. When you lack information. And then you realize that God brings you another information. Because you are a lover of what? Information. The right information, lover of the right information, not just any other information. So it's a tool of liberation. Are we together? Praise God. When somebody is not informed, some things are deformed in their lives. Do you realize it? And that's one thing. When God is able to move in with you because you are a lover of information and he begins to bring you mysteries. Remember, he says, call unto me, I will answer and show you great and mighty things you do not know. But you should know something, how to call him. If you lack the information or the knowledge of how to call him, how does he bring you what you don't know? How do you know how to, do you know how to call him? Where he can come and tell you the mysteries, the things you don't know. Do you know how to do that? 
We want to learn. Who, who can help us? You said yes. How do you call him? How do you do it? You said yes. No, how do you call him while he comes in and tells you great and mighty things you do not know? If you have read this thoroughly, you would have known. Ah, mercy. If you love these prayer books, you will know how to. All right, now let's move on to one thing that we need to. The other thing we said also is that books are able to give you vision, direction, focus. Habakkuk, he says, write down the vision that he may run it, he that reads it. Do you see it? If you write it down and somebody reads it, he says the person can run with it. Ooh, that is beautiful. So we have the Bible. And then once you open the Bible, you begin to realize one or two things. Why? Because you, you begin to know the God's vision for the world. Did you know, have you studied or have you heard Enoch is the, the pattern for how to walk with God. I didn't mention him in this book, but there's a side bonus. Nobody ever walked with God for 300 years except Enoch. Everybody else in this world one way or the other, work with God for some time. His 300 years of working with God and the record or the account of the things that happened with his work with God gives us the pattern how we do it. A man who became the announcer of God's judgment on evil angels. The whole world, only Enoch had been to the end of the world. Only him. And is in his book. If you want a book, I can give you. I have the barcode. You just use a picture. Your camera. It's not big. You can read it within 30 minutes. It depends on you. He's been to the ends of it. He's been, he's been, he's been to, he has seen how it snows. How it snows. Do you know how it snows? He saw, he saw the, 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 the place of snow. He saw the end of the seas. I read a book, The Sword and the Torch by Rick Joyner. And Rick Joyner met a man in the realms, in the vision. And the man said, I have come to bless you. Let me touch your heart. He touched, he rejoined his heart. He says, the fire burns. Like the guy is still on fire for God. And he says, but you see, in the realms, 
Wisdom is open. So Rejoiner said, are you Enoch? He said, yes, I am. And I've come to bless you. And he said to him, how I walked with God is the pattern of how everybody should walk with God. It was an office granted him that a human being will show all human beings how to walk with God. If through Adam, the world became sinful, and through Jesus, we receive righteousness, is it not possible that through Enoch, we had a picture of how to walk with God? When the floods destroyed the whole world, it was the sons of Noah that brought forth the generations of this world, brought into this world, and then we have the Africans, we have the Asians. It was, they're all from, from the roots of the children of Noah. Read your Bible, it's right there. Because there was nobody on earth. How did we get Asians? I told you how the firstborn is connected to Africans, whom he cursed for exposing his father's nakedness. Everything on earth is through human beings as God has ordained it. You see it? That's why even Jesus had to be a human being to show us what it means to say, I walk with the Father. If we refuse, if we forgot the days of Enoch, at least we should remember the days of Jesus. Who taught you how to love? How do you first know this is love? God uses human beings. And yet, comparing spiritual things unto spiritual. God will not use angels. The angels will come to the human beings and release the information. And the human beings will carry out the assignment with the backing of the angels. He has made them ministering spirits. And we flames of fire. When you were going to a country and nobody knows you, but they invited you, somebody will be there waiting with your picture, right, at the airport. Or your name. Huge one like that. Your name is there, but at least on your phone, they've seen your, your picture. When, when you move in, the, in, the, in this world, Okay, every point in the, every, every point in the realms of the spirit, every movement, your picture should be fire. You are identified with a fire brand. Your picture should be fire. When the picture is not fire, something will happen at the border. You'll say, you are fake. It's not you. That's how my father struggled in the UK. He got an invitation. And the pastor of the Church of Pentecost in where he was going in, in the UK or London, whatever, knew him as Reverend Emmanuel Kwabinawopong. But I don't know what happened. On my father's passport, occupation, he wrote farmer. They, they, said, they told him, write farmer. Otherwise, you may not get a visa. I don't know what happened. It was this 1990s. So, it was farmer on his passport, but with his name, Imanopong. 
woman of Abnopon. The woman that invited him, he had actually prayed for the woman and for things to happen for her. She came to visit us and then she invited him. When he got there, and then for, for help, you know, to, you know, whatever it is, the pastor of the Church of Pentecost there also came to meet him and to confirm me as him, said, can I have your passport? He checked, same face, same name, but occupation, as a farmer. He said, sorry, I can't help you. Because you are a farmer. I'm waiting for the pastor. He knew, that man also knew the system. Because traveling outside, sometimes I have to change one, one or two things. He knew it. But for, for, for something he could stand on, not to offer the help, he got it. So a little misinformation is a huge distraction on your life. A point of distraction. When you are reading the prayer books, you will find I've written something to destroy all those potholes, to, to close all of them. I told you last week how Satan himself got to the dead body of Moses to claim it. And Mikey was there. And the, and the devil said, this is mine. Why? Because this guy, you know how he died. He caused the anger of God and God didn't make him go to the promised land. He's saying, I need his body. See, identification. And the only thing the angel could say is may the Lord rebuke you. He couldn't, he couldn't fight him because he had evidence. Just that Moses, by works, being the meekest man on earth, at least that side saved him. And the angel was able to carry and bury the dead body of Moses. That's what happened. Nobody knows where he was buried. It was a supernatural burial. But Satan was there to claim the body. Identification. And God will provide information to help you. Look, what did the Bible say? Didn't Paul say that the more we look into the mirror of God, that means we look into the word of God, we are metamorphosed into the same image of Jesus. Why should we look into a book to be transformed? Because when we look into it, the picture is given. Are you, are you getting it? That's sometimes you can read somebody's book and you are reading it in the person's voice. If you know the person's voice, anytime I read Pastor Chris's books, I read it, it's like he is reading he is preaching it to me I, I can't i'm not able to read it in my voice i read it and i'm hearing him talk same thing with bishop Doug. when i read it it's him because I've, I've heard them, them speak many times and that image has been created when i'm reading pastor chris book and I, I see praise god the picture comes up when he says When you look into it, okay, let me show this to you. Maybe, uh, you thought I'm using my own, hmm. what did um, James say? He said, anybody that hears the word and is not the doer, is like somebody who looked at their face in the mirror, went back and forgot how they look. 
Can you imagine? Second Corinthians three eighteen. Nerve and this thing will be fine. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. None of our faces are covered with a veil. With a veil, all of us can see the Lord's glory and think deeply about it. So we are being changed to become more like Him, so that we have more and more glory. And this glory comes from the Lord, who is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do KJV. This time they missed it. Do KJV. Second Corinthians three eighteen from mm. the KJV, but we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the, by the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, Amen. beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord. We are changed. So the word of God is a reflection of the image of Jesus. That book. <laughs> Don't you get it? Because he came in the volume of what was written of him. Now we are reading the volumes of his works. As he demonstrated through what was said about him. And we see his glory. And as we look at it. God told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Joshua 1 8. You shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do what is written. And I'll give you good success and your ways will be prosperous. Why? You looked at the book. You meditated on the book. You spoke the book. And you were in that image. That's how we say the word of God. You, you study it, you meditate, and it becomes your consciousness. You speak it. And then you become a weirdo to the systems of this world. Are you catching it? There is so much wisdom. Otherwise, why would God waste his time? Come to me and bring me books. He wants to do something with his people. <laughs> are you catching it? He wants to do something with his people. Who are his people? You and I. Mercy. Now, let's look at this. We read this last week. We read it again. And then we are done. There's a point that needs to be stressed on. Look, it was through reading. One time, I, if I, I've told you before, I got visited. That was in Ghana. The Lord was telling me his will for his will. Do you understand what I've said? I've come to tell you my, my will for the will you know. It's like, if your father says, it's, it's my desire that you become a doctor. Okay, that's, that is that is will. But now he tells you the reason why I want you to be the doctor. So now you have too much understanding. Oh, now I see why. I thought daddy was trying to force me to be a doctor because he likes doctors. Now I know why. So he came and said it. And then he said, for this reason, I introduce you to your ancestors who had the same calling. I like, I have ancestors. One of them I read in the Bible. The other one I got to hear of by reading somebody's book about him. 
I told you, the information you have is why God will come and give you the mystery of it. So I knew it. And I realized that, oh, so I'm supposed to have ancestors? And it says, these two are your ancestors. Guess what? They are all called John. <laughs> these two. Guess what? John the Baptist, Jesus said, about John the Baptist, he said, who did you see? You came to see a prophet that indeed you saw Elijah. Jesus took the people. John the Baptist was Elijah. He carried the spirit of Elijah. Why? Elijah was his ancestor. Oh. Do you want to see that? And what time do you want us to close? Watch this. Matthew, these are the words of Jesus. Matthew 11, start from verse 11 to verse 15. KJV. Matthew 11, 11 to, 4, to 15. Matthew chapter 11, verse 11 to 15. Yes. Verily I say unto you, uh -huh. among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Hmm. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is great than he. Oh. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. One person. <laughs> and the violent take is by force. Mm -hmm. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied until John. Mm -hmm. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias. As Elijah. Which was for to come. Mm -hmm. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. He said, if you will receive it, this is. Do it on nerve. Let's see. If you never get it correct here. If you will receive it, this is. Elijah, who was to come. Elias is the same as Elijah. Beautiful. Um, Matthew 11, 11 to 15. From the nerve. The nerve. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm about to tell you is true. Yep. No one more important than John the Baptist have ever been born. Mm -hmm. But the least important person in the kingdom of heaven is more important than he is. Mm. Since the day of John the Baptist. Do you know why? you know why he's the least? The least of the... The person in the kingdom of God is more important than John the Baptist. Do you know why? Unbelief. He sent his disciples, go ask Jesus if he is the one to come or we should for another. Jesus said, go and tell him. The blind see, the lame walk, the dead are risen back to life. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. What lowered his rank was offenses because of unbelief. Watch it. Let's go. I said, Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has been under attack. Uh -huh. And violent people are taking hold of it. <laughs> All the prophets and the laws prophesied until John came. Uh -huh. If you are willing to accept it, John is the Elijah who was supposed to come. Okay. Whoever has ears should listen. Amen. Amen. Who was supposed to come? So that was Elijah was supposed to come. Remember Elijah didn't die. This information will be too much. Not today. Why Elijah had to come back? What is going to happen to 
those who didn't die and were taken, like Enoch, like Elijah, they were taken. What happens to them? They will return. But don't worry. He said, this is Elijah. If you will take it. John the Baptist came in the spirit of his ancestor. You still don't get it? Leviticus. Elijah, his ancestor. You saw John the Baptist. Kind of. Good. Yep. In an ancestral pattern. Watch this. Leviticus 26.45. KJV. Leviticus 26.45. Glory. Oh. Leviticus chapter 26. Six verse minutes to 45. Oh. But I will for their sake remember the covenant of their ancestors hmm. whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the heaven. Of the, the heathens. heathens mm. Sorry. That I might be their God. I am the Lord. Amen. God had a covenant with the people's ancestors. Don't you get it? It's, the word ancestor is, is you know, we, we, we grew from a place where when we hear ancestor, it, it's connected to traditional, you know, other gods. No. Check the word in, in, the, in the dictionary, ancestor. It's just a descendant from whom you came. Forefathers. Are you hearing? Next week you hear things. Oh, God bless us. I wanted to say God bless God. <laughs> the, the little information he brought, I slept by so powerful. And he says, we will continue. I just love him. I just love him. Who, who sleeps on God? Are you joking? <laughs> yeah. I slept. <laughs> Guess what? I had wake up and I woke up. By the way, it came from within. I thought I said to myself. But I realized that it was him. He was patient enough for me to snore for a while. He says, wake up. And he continued what he said. Give me one more scripture. After the two scriptures he gave earlier. And he says, continue. And guess what he said? Because now it was hitting like 5.30. And he told me, get ready to go. Go tell, them, go tell them what you have to tell them. And I will touch the atmosphere. That's what he said. How many are we here? Why is he so concerned about us? See, you may not value it or whatever it is. Maybe because I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Okay? But we are of much of a talk. In the third heavens. You know the third heavens, right? Remember the third heaven? I told you. The place of decision. You remember now? You remember? You don't remember? You don't listen to podcasts. You people don't listen. Third heavens is what? Place of decisions. We are much of a talk. Do you know how busy God is? For him to visit... And give a message for how many people in the church. It's amazing. All right, all right, all right. So, it was through me. Because imagine he had mentioned the other one. And I never read about him. How would I have connected? 
But guess what? Amongst all the people I read in that book, it was that particular person I was so attracted to also. Until he confirmed it. I told you before, John G. Lake, I've read to you one of his messages here. I have the whole book of his, all his messages he preached. John Graham Lake. Yeah. Massively. Massively. The other one in the Bible, I will not tell you. Uh, I will tell you when I, when, I will tell you when I see something, okay? Not, not, not now. Now, almost done. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 to 4. First in the good news. We have to leave. GNT. G to the N to the T. Good news translation to the T. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. Invest your money in foreign trade. And one of these days you will make a profit. Put your investments in several places, many places even, because you never know what kind of bad luck you are going to have in this world. Mm. No matter which direction a tree falls, it will lie where it falls. Mm -hmm. When the clouds are full, it rains. Yep. If you wait until the wind and the weather are just right, you will never plant anything and mm, never harvest never. anything. Yes. Amen. Amen. Why should you invest your money in foreign trade? And I told you one of the foreign trades, where you can invest is in books. You know why? Nobody ever buys knowledge and lives life profitlessly. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. Books will be hard to, how many years old is the Bible? Yet it keeps getting expensive. Do you know how much I bought uh, the Dick's Bible in Ghana? 250 Ghana cities. 2.5 billion. One book of a man of God called uh, Dick's. So it's Dick's Bible. This man recited the Bible so much. When he's reciting to you, he'll give you all the punctuation marks. Yeah. Dick's Bible is so powerful. I saw it. What is in the uh, Barnes and Nobles, whatever, they also have it. It's not a joke. <laughs> if well informed in the books, they don't depreciate in value. And nobody ever keeps an information from a book and loses their value. Cannot. Unless it's the wrong information. If it's the wrong information, they also become very negative without losing their value on that impact. <laughs> yeah. It will be so hard to unteach them. It's a foreign trade.
It's a boring trade. I told you, I had received prophecy that I would write books. God has given me wisdom. I was not receiving books. I was not getting anything until I started buying books and dashing them also to people. Then the grace opened. It's an investment. I stood on my feet one day and bought 40 books. 20 of the, of 20 and like 20 books, okay? And I bought the same 20 books again and gave it out. Do you know the grace that will be? When I turned 30 years old, somebody asked me, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I want a book. I want you. I want this. The person bought me a book. I didn't see, I don't know. It was a book. I saw happy. I'm not saying go and buy me books. I'm letting you my desire when, when the person asked me, like, I said, I just want to please God. And they brought me a book to inform me. Are you catching it? If you will invest, look. Yeah, Father, I hope your people can take this. Look, tithes and offering. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so much jumping into next week and the other weeks, but let me give you a little tip. Tithes and offering eh, keep you in a place where God said, test me with this and see if I will not open what? The windows of heaven and pour you a blessing. You connect yourself to a blessing. We have what money, different kind of money does. Tithes and offering is not an investment. It's a fulfillment of God's desire into a blessing. Seed. When I give you seed, or I'm sowing into your life, I am, I am opening myself to receive a blessing also, which is also powerful. But when you invest, it's a different thing. <laughs> Are you getting it? When you invest, it's a different thing. God showed me a, a wild way of tithing years ago, and I moved into it. It's a blessing. It's different. Offerings is a different thing. It's also a blessing. This, look, this thing can save your life from different levels. Because you don't know which blessing is going to come the day you gave the tithe and the offering. You don't know which blessing came. Sometimes we see, sometimes we don't. But it's a flow, it's there. When I see a man, of, like one time, somebody was preaching, was invited to preach, and God told me, he was raising funds, and God told me, I didn't even want to go. But the person mentioned my name. Oh, would you also come for the envelope? And God said, collect it. I took the envelope, but God told me not to put in the amount he said. God gave me an amount to put in. And he said, this man I called, gave him grace. And he is shifting my ways. I'm looking for whom to transfer the grace to. When you give him the envelope, he will transfer the grace. That's what he told me. So when he called people to bring the envelopes, I didn't go. He told me to sit. He called people to bring the envelopes, and he looked at me. And he knew I didn't, I didn't stand up. But guess what? After he ministered, he failed to go to the restroom. As he walked out, I met him outside. And I gave him, as a man of God, this is from me to you. He laid his hands on me quickly and said, bless you. And he left. And I'm so far. 
That's how God worked the system. So seed sowing gives an impartation. It gives a level of something. But the investment, you know what investment does? It means whenever this person moves into a realm, I am there taking my share. When you buy stocks from companies, when they go up, you are up. When they go down, you are down. But when you invest, for example, in a, in a book, whatever God opened to the person of the book, the author of the book, you receive your share effortlessly. That's why I told you, I had a prophecy, but I was not having an encounter. You see, a baby Christian loves prophecy. A matured Christian yearns for encounter. You will not find me prophesying to you too much. I'm training you for an encounter. Do you? Oh boy. Oh boy. Jesus, they prophesied about him. He came and gave the encounter. Which one do you want? <laughs> Amen. Invest in books. Watch this. Read the same chapter, uh, verse 1 and 2 in the message. We are closing. In the message. To understand the another meaning of the investment. MSG. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 2 from the MSG. Be generous. Be generous. Invest in acts of charity. Wait. Foreign trade in Good News Translation. And the message is what? Invest in acts of what? Charity. charity. And now you know charity is a business. It's an investment. Finish it, please. Charity yields high returns. Ish. Something has done me. It was my ring, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go on. Don't hoard your goods. Spread them around. Be a blessing to others. This could be your last night. What is the meaning of investing into charity? Being a blessing to others. Don't hoard it. Don't be a hoarder spiritually. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? To invest in charity, that makes you a blessing to others. It means invest in it and give the product to others. So, don't just buy a book and you read it by yourself. You don't just buy it and what? Read it to yourself. Do you know what you do? You also buy and give to others. Bishop Doug revealed something. And I said, thank God I, I, I was in it before he said it. Back in the days when he was in London, he bought books and traveled and gave it to people. Today, he has over 100 million books in print. Nobody lays hands on him. He was buying invest charity. When you are told charity, it's different from giving alms. The other charity where it says, oh, uh, I was in prison, he didn't come and visit me. I was hungry, he didn't feed me. Feed the poor, feed the widows. Those are not, that's not investing in charity. Guess what? Bill Gates has an, a charity foundation, right? That they do things for people. Why do they get rich after doing that? Number one, 
of tax. Number two, you get partners to give you to give money. They understand the business of charity in their wicked world. You catch it? But in our blessed world, it says when you invest, when you invest in charity, and then you, it is not a wicked thing, it becomes a blessing to somebody, and that investment makes you walk in life without a profit. Works in life and you cannot be profitless. Are you catching the picture? So in God's wisdom, remember, spiritual things by spirit. Right? In Christ, in the spirit realm, whatever you invest in, that in the same investment, in that charity way, you are able to give to somebody else, is that your profit is dangerous. When we say someone is profit, we are not just looking at a material rip. Material harvest. We are talking realms. Where he says, I give you the treasures of darkness. How can you know where the treasure is in the dark? Because there's no light. Then he shows you. Oh boy. <laughs> Read it again, please. Be generous. Invest in the acts of charity. Charity yields high return. Don't hoard your goods. Spread them around. Be a blessing to others. This could be your last night. Amen. When you invest, you have the goods. You just don't hold them. Spread. Let me ask you. Do you know where I go? When I encounter God. Do you know? You don't. You don't. Do you know how I move with the angels? You don't. Do you know how depth the grace God has given me is? You don't. When you invest in the product of the grace, you know what happens to you. Can I show you? We close on this. Watch this. Hmm. Ah. Hmm. Uh, I hope I am fast enough to get this. I hope I'm going to get this. Oh. Is it this one? Hmm. Okay. Matthew from KJV. From verse Matthew, Matthew 10, from verse 40 to 42. Matthew 10, 40 to 42. KJV. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. Yes, let's close on this one. He that receiveth you receiveth me. Okay. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that I that sent me. You see that networking? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's, prophet's reward. reward. Wonderful. And he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Mm -hmm. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little one one of these little ones a cup of cold water mm -hmm. only in the name of a disciple. Mm -hmm. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Amen. If the person gives a cup of water, gives a drink to one of these little ones, in the name of a disciple, is that truthfully I tell you, he will not lose his reward. The person will not lose his reward. They, he says, if you receive anyone in my name, you have received me. System. If you receive me, you have received the Father. So already, you have gotten the attention of heaven on how you are receiving the, the person standing in front of you. If you are seeing the person as a prophet, a prophet's reward. How do you get a prophet's reward? Then he came down to say, you are seeing a disciple, and then you decided to invest by giving a cup of gold, a cold ring to one of these ones, because they are what? A, pro, a, a disciple. You have invested in the grace of the discipleship of the person. He says, you can never lose your reward. Why? It's an investment. There are some levels of the man of God you can never get there even by fasting because it is not your level. You get it? How many students that you teach can get up one day and fasting to have your degree? It's not possible. But they can begin to share in your reward when they invest. What it means is that if the disciples reward for that comes daily, okay, is two, for example, two spoons of anointing, you receive your share effortlessly because you are a consistent investor in the person's life. Is that not how stocks work, investment works? If it goes up, your own goes up. If it comes down, but in God, it cannot go down because it's managed by the grace. Did you catch the wisdom? All right. Amen. So, we are done on God's wisdom for books. At least you have understood something. Don't just, some of you have bought this book you haven't read. Don't just keep them. Sometimes even, to have it as an evidence that I've bought it, if it is in my room or is with me, is an evidence of investment. There's a blessing on that because you have tapped into something. And imagine reading it. Now, you are not just reading it, you are also giving to others. Spread the goods. Don't hoard it. Don't keep the knowledge alone. Spread it. He says such investment can never go with because such charity is an investment. It's a, it's a foreign trade. So if we are speaking the truth, we, me as an author of these books, whatever price on it, I'm not selling. It's, it's an advantage for an investment. Because if we are going to sell it, let's calculate by the grace. 
the revelations, the time, the work it has gone into it. How much can I charge by hour? For And one book can take me five hours, ten hours. So the price is not the price. It's an investment opportunity. That's how it is. Every godly book, including the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Let's have communion. Any questions? We are getting out of here. Now, I told you I'll give you opportunity for a blessing, right? These books that I'm holding right now. Who can say one of God? Maybe you even have some of them already. Ask, when I was living in Ghana, I still have books in my mother-in-law's house. I had a lot of books. You know what I did? There was a... There was a, a, a man of God I met, okay? Young man of God. When I was thinking of giving out some of the books, his name came up. So I, I put some books together in powerful bags and I called him. Can I meet you? We live in the same area, actually. So he came after work and said, these books are yours. You know what he said? He said, I have been yearning to create a library in my room. He never told me. Do you know how God connected him to me? Like God made me realize I should give the books to him. Because he gave me powerful knowledge. I was learning uh, the, uh, all the Microsoft stuff. Access, Excel, all those things. It was a government initiative. So when you go and pay like 100 Ghana cities, they will teach you. And he was the one to teach me. And guess what? He gave me all the resources. He put them on my pen drive. He put, like he has put the knowledge of what I'm paying for. Because what I, I pay for is just a session. He added what I didn't pay for. As a man of God, I take it. He invested <laughs> something that's not even godly. It's just worldly thing. And God said, give the books to him. He didn't keep his good. You see it? He blessed me with it. Now what I gave him is worth a lot of money. The books I gave him. He stood and wanted to cry. I had a guy, any book I'll tell him, he'll go and look for, even now, even now, when I say, I want it, wherever it is, he'll go and bring it. He will go to the warehouse, buy the book and bring it to me. And you what? When he, when he brings the book, I, I will add that extra something to it to thank him. Extra something to it to thank him. That little investment opened a lot of connections of books that people will suffer to get. Just within a week, he had sent me over 90 books. He just added more to it. So I also took care of his wedding cake. Easy. Amen. Don't forget God's wisdom for books.
Amen. Is that an investor in the house? Who's a man of God? Give me these books right now. I want to go and spread this good. I won't give you a price. What do you want to invest in this book? It's priceless. But I want to be a blessing to you. People have, my wife is a people have bought this book and gave me extra money. Are you catching it? Somebody came here, a family, and they bought books and gave me extra money. You were here when another woman sat here and gave me extra. Another girl also gave me extra. So, people have done the investment and they are doing it. So, it's not because I'm looking for the money. <laughs> you can't pay the author. Who wants to invest? Or you want, you want a price? I can't give you a price. Let me, let me talk to God. Let's pray on the... Maybe I'll, he'll give me a, a price for it. I don't know. This time around, he's not buying his investment. This time around, he's not buying his investment. His investment. Let's pray in the communion. <laughs> commit, commit, your, commit your wish to God as we take the communion. He's taking his own communion. He has taken the blood into his hands. <laughs> the bread is gone already. Now he wants to open the main part and it's... <laughs> Commit your words to God as you take the communion. Demand a blessing. Demand a fruitfulness. Demand help. We are allowed to place demand on the blood and the body of Christ. Oh, that you shall be exempted from what is killing people. What is after people's life? That we shall be exempted. And we are exempted by virtue of the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood, Lord, over our lives, over everything we do, over everything, over every fiber of our being, co fed that I. We will not be broken, we will not be wasted. We will work strong every day. Strong, far from infections and afflictions, kept by the power. Oh, Jesus was not broken. He says, uh, he said, my body was broken for you. And he came back unbroken. And the Bible says that in the eyes of God, we came back with him. Therefore, we are also unbroken. We declare unbrokenness in our lives, Lord. Unbrokenness, unbrokenness. Oh, yes. We will stagger not. We stagger not. We stagger not. We stagger not. Take care of when things are pulling people down, we are not part. We are not victims to these things. Because we carry something, a DNA of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. And we declare in the tongue of David, we will live to declare the words of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take communion. Who will give a hundred dollars for this? For this book. That's what I heard. 
anyone who wants to give 100? Anyone wants to give 100? Because I have more here, so. You take the other one. When can we have one all night or half a night? It's been a long time. Because of Julia's schedule now, we don't know what to do. Should we overlook her schedule and do it without her? Day six, it should be six. One, two, three, five. What is missing? Oh, six lives. Six lives. There we go. Jesus. Yeah, I think so for you, you are the only one with the hard copy of the, the together prayer, the prayer one. Okay. Let's be on our feet as we close. Thank you, Jesus. You will not be found among the corrupted. And when names are mentioned of people that work in value and have value, may your name come up. When people have been attacked and planned against for a quick manifestation of evil, they will not be able to see you because of the blood of Jesus that is activated in you. Father, I give you praise for blessing your people. Pray that they will see a move of your spirit in their lives until we meet again. Lift your countenance upon them. Turn tables down for their sakes. And show them your glory. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Close us. Hey, we're going to read um, Jude 24, uh, 1, 24, 25. Uh, you can repeat after me. Now to the one with enough power. To prevent me from stumbling into sin. And bring me faultless before his glorious presence. To stand before him with a static delight. To the only God our Savior. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be endless glory and majesty. Great power, and authority. Great power and authority. 
from before he created time, now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen.